0: check one check two all right this is it we're doing it okay everybody welcome to the cannabis coffee hour with your host me Rob Cantrell oh man I got an exciting episode an awesome guest you know her from the, the Dope Queens show on HBO. She also has been on Comedy Central. She's also been on the Colbert uh, late night show, late night with Stephen Colbert. And I toured with her uh, opening for Tracy Morgan. Please give it up for the one and only Pat Brown.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing uh when you pull about like intros you, th- you take out the layers you take out the layer of the audience you take out the layer of uh the acoustics you take out the layer of the uh the announcer and it's just raw and that's what that intro was, it was just raw but it, it, if you put it on top of a lot of layers it would be so exciting but uh that's oh we got layers
0: like. I got some funky beats i got a little <laughs> organ underneath oh, okay. i know right it sounds there. weird now but when i juice
1: wow like, no, gonna, I can imagine it. I can imagine it
0: with all that. We're going to send it over to daddy's house and we're going <laughs> to. it's going to blow up. I'm telling you. I've been mixing and, and mastering with, uh, with GarageBand. I'm getting all this stuff. Yeah, I do this podcast all myself, Pat. You know, I edit it. I record it. I get a little bit better each time. I get cooler guests each time, like yourself, Pat Thank Brown. You. Uh, one of the funniest, coolest comedians in the New York scene right now. And I got the pri- pri- privilege to tour with you, Pat. Uh, if, just to start off, Pat, you were, when I met you, uh, you were on the set of The Last OG. And then you were already kind of opening for Tracy. And then I got pulled into helping and, and opening with them as well. But uh, I got to know you. And what I found fascinating is you were a division one basketball player. Uh, Where did you play basketball?
1: I played basketball. um, I got a scholarship to play basketball at South Carolina State. And I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. So the opportunity to go away from uh, my home state was, it was actually ideal. And that's what I wanted. I had never been, um, to the south before, and uh, I was gay, uh, oh. and I I was you know I was in the closet back then, and so yep. just going away and Kansas
0: City infant yeah. is kind you of.
1: Know, I just wanted know, to be away you, from my you, parents and and be uh, wherever I was going to be or you know uh, you know be wild without uh, the surveillance of your parents. So that just seems like a a great. Uh, opportunity. I, I don't know if I, it was, it's about basketball too, of course, but it's also the opportunity. I don't know. I think if I wasn't gay, I, I would probably have been scared to go. <laughs> you know I and mean? it's just like, I need, I think some about gay kids that come to New York and all these, these different people that travel away from their home state. It's just that I want to be uh, different somewhere. Where I don't have to, I don't have the scrutiny of uh, my parents or my family. So that was the thing that pushed me out the nest, and uh, that actually was the, the, the one of the best moves I've ever made.
0: And your jump shot.
1: Oh my! Jump God. shot got you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually my game is, and I had, and I, I'm viewing it through this lens now. But my game is pretty much. I, I think maybe it's indicative of a lot of people. Your your game is, and I'll say this as a fact, as a matter of fact, uh, it, it might not be true at all, but I think a person's game is is their personality. Uh, honestly, because I I was I was share, but I could I was I could shoot, uh, yeah. I could pass, but I think I my game I'm one of those people that who I am now is I liked everybody to be involved. I liked. You know, I, I, I get it's just mustard. like
0: ball moving around. You want some pics want a lot of different looks.
1: Yeah. And I can I can I had control of that thing. And I, and I loved uh, Well,
0: you were the point. You would I run was, the
1: point. Yes, but I could shoot. And so um, so that was I think that's who I am as a, a person. I like connection. I like uh, it doesn't have to be all about me. It has to be all about us women and enjoying the, 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 the process and and getting involved. And so, yeah, it was just wonderful. Cause it's nothing about a like uh, you scoring as one thing and then your people are happy for you. But if you set them up to score, they are even more happy, you know? And so uh, you are part of that and it's a, uh, so it, oh, was, it was-
0: Basketball is so artistic and soulful out of all the sports. And I played football. I played lacrosse. I wrestled Did my you? brother. Yeah,
1: nice.
0: I wrestled since I was the third in the state in wrestling mm-hmm. um, wow. nice. in, in high school. And then I played public school football, hardcore Friday night lights. And from the eighth grade on, but I never was, I liked hanging out with the team. It was all social for me. I was a goofball. I was yeah. never the lead dude. My brother was a great basketball player. Still is. My dad played, had a full ride of Virginia tech for wow. basketball. Nice. But in the 50s, like when they did the, you know, (laughs) the under the, you know, when they did it this style, when they shot the free throws, I mean, you know, my age and my dad had me when he was 40. So he grew up in the 50s or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so interesting that you brought up that you were gay and in the closet. And, that, and, and I do know that feeling of running away from small town politics or even your home politics there is a point where you're just like I'm sick of these motherfuckers I'm sick of these conversations I know where everything's gonna go I can't really be myself so letting go and running to New York or I went to San Francisco I ran and went that's where I started comedy started doing open mics I didn't start in DC I had all my leftover clowns and goofballs and every all the dudes still living at their mom's basement and shit like that like I wanted to get away from those cats I wanted to start completely new and then go into creativity you know so there is kind of something cool about that that you got a scholarship you got that for free
1: got that <laughs> yeah no, that, oh. I get, yeah I got a, I, I ran away and had a bus ticket yeah exactly they had a yeah. uh, uh, a bus stick that was paid for me, provided for me. And uh, I knew I had room and board. So it was, I don't know if I can consider that running away, but Kansas city is not a small town. It's a big, I always tell people it's a big cow town, meaning it's really spread out. It's a lot of land or whatever, but what I was running away from uh, the, uh, the conservative, yeah. uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, The way that our our society in uh, Missouri ran, and then in in itself a smaller, uh, more particular uh, uh, weight of impression from black uh, my black family life. My mother was heavily into the church, and and let me just say this: my mother is a a lover of people, but I think she, uh, her, like everybody during the times, like gay is whatever it was, it wasn't accepted. And so I knew that, although I know that I knew that she loved me, uh, I knew my father loved me. Uh, but it's also, uh, I, I still was scared to come out, um, and didn't really come out until after I got out of college. But, uh, I didn't want, I I wanted to be everything that I was going to be without having to uh, justify it with my family or have to uh, go through that with my family. I wanted to, okay, if I'm going to be this thing, let me try this thing out. And if I like it, then I'm strong enough to confront you with it. But if I don't like it, I can just Crawl back and then I'll pretend (laughs) that it never happened. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't sure uh, what it was going to be after I left, but uh, I that was one of the best uh, things. And I love and I absolutely fell in love with the South. Um, And then I and then the South.
0: it's own way. Yeah, I lived in Virginia. A lot of my family's all from uh, Virginia and Tennessee. Yeah.
1: Well, let me say this too: Black South. which is different from white South and I went to uh, South Carolina uh, state. And so, uh, the weather I love or whatever, but it's the same reason that I left, uh, Missouri, I had to eventually leave South Carolina I had eventually lose, leave Georgia because when I started doing com- comedy, I felt confined by the, uh, the, 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 the Christian, uh, small town, uh, mindset, the, um, uh, of, of, of Lack of diversity in, and, in some
0: yeah. senses. And then, yeah,
1: well, not because I moved from college, I moved to Georgia. So it wasn't a lack of diversity, it was just a lack yeah, of, But
0: of, I will say like being in New York and being exposed to like, like in DC, it was either black or white. And in the South, it's either black or white. When you come to New York, you learn about is. Jewish people. You learn about Hasidic people. You learn about Caribbean people. You learn, like there's, there's it's not one or two it is here it's like a prism like a yeah. prism of different people that I had to even get over my caveman mentality and be like whoa there's a lot more going on in co- these deep cultures than I ever even realized you know
1: I, I, I used to tell people about I was like uh, New York is one of the best experiences in the world because it's the only place that you can uh, you'll hear of uh, uh, a a pakistanian guy telling an english uh, man to go back where he came from <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all mixed up here man it is all mixed up here uh, yeah, i mean the yeah. freaks and the weirdos i still I, do you still love new york or where are you at with your new york vibe because we're not new yorkers at the end of the day
1: Uh, I don't know. I've been here over 10 years. I think they say 10 years, uh, but I'm not claiming New York like that. Uh, yeah, I've uh,
0: been here since 2005. I'm 15 years and I still don't feel like a New Yorker. I'm around Tracy and Mark and Artie. Those dudes are New York.
1: And I feel the same way. I have a, a, a friend, uh, Jenny Saldana. She's been here since day one and she's, uh, Dominican and yeah. So yeah, I, every time I'm thinking that I'm, New York-esque, uh, she'll say something, I'm like, okay, I'm not a New Yorker, because uh, <laughs> you know, they'll tell you about a time, and a or a governor, or a ex- how the, the city was this and that, and what was there, and what wasn't there, so yeah, they have a, a history to the city that I think people coming in um, were just we're just coming into, we in the shadows of that history.
0: Yeah, that shadows of everybody, all the immigrants pouring over here, the Mm -hmm. subway transit system, how the buildings i was listening to chuck d on a podcast and he was just saying how the buildings are stacked just geographically how everything's like more but packed in like you mm. just don't get it until you get it and then you're like wow this is uh dynamite in some yeah, way-
1: i always said this to this like this one friend i was just telling you earlier that uh his his brother died the first time he came this is first and only time he's ever left georgia uh But anyway, uh, he was coming in on the flight and uh, I said um, something to him. And I said, he said, how will I I know when I I get to the city? I said, just look out the window. You'll know you in New York City. (laughs) And and then when he called me from the airport, he's like, oh, I know what you mean. It's something about seeing all those, it's a, a sight that you've seen in movies or whatever all the time. But until you actually see that, you're like, oh my God, this is New York. This is the New York I see it on television. Yeah, this yep, is, yep. And, and he was so like that. And I was like, yes, it's, it's, it's something like you'll never see. This is uh, such an iconic city uh, and to live here.
0: And it teaches me how small I am, <laughs> you know? It keeps my ego in check because yeah. it's so big and there's so much going on and it's so deep and rich in history. But it's ever changing because everybody's trying to survive. So it always is like the older I get, I like, I think I had it all figured out at 25. But man, there's a million gazillion. Did you think you
1: had to figure out at 25? I don't know. I think I kind (laughs) of
0: I was was cocky and confident. I thought I yeah, I was I was I didn't think I had it all figured out, but I thought I yeah, I just I was naive to. And I think I still am a naive of how big this whole thing is and how many people there are. You know, that's the thing that trips me out. And that's what trips me out about sexuality and fluidity of sexuality right now. Because I get it because it's like not everybody can be the fucking same. It's not. There's too many, there's just too many people and everybody's slightly a little different and everybody yeah. has a little bit of a change here and a twist there, no matter race, color, or you could break it down, but everybody's a little bit different. So you can't say I sexuality. About, I
1: always break it down to uh, jambalaya or uh, um, what's the other drink? Uh, Long Island iced tea, Long Island iced tea. <laughs> all the liquors are in there but the amount of whatever's in there like amount of rum the amount of uh whiskey the amount that difference and th- that difference just like jambalaya has, has so many ingredients in that but the uh, the amounts change and so that's how we have i think about people uh if you have a, a, a tad bit of this uh part of your dna and you have a little bit more of this and that that influences the flavor of who you are, and so when people say they are gay, they're trans, or whatever, I believe you. That's yeah. all. all yeah. I, I believe you because it's too hard to to be to pretend to be something. <laughs> yes. It is so hard. It's so easy. It's so much easier to uh to to be yourself. Um. Uh, um, people would always uh, uh, like. It's uh, i hard to be
0: uh, yourself because nobody's really truly being their self. Because we I, all
1: just imagine if if you're you're if you're telling yourself, okay, I have to be this certain way. But one if you're easier to tell yourself that than for society to tell you, okay, on top of you're you're trying to be this thing. I want you to put another layer on, now I need you to be, I want you to do that with a smile and be feminine and uh, cross your legs and wear a dress. And so on top of all that, society is telling you, you should be a certain other way. And that's just, that's just a lot. That is heavy,
0: heavy. Yeah. Society pressures. And yeah, I think that's where we're heading towards is like uh, these roles of male, female, strong, th- like everything that you're supposed to be. Not everybody is, you know, and everybody yeah. is who they are. What? And they're only, they're, the truth, like with meditation, I'm learning, There, all there is, is there's yeah. what is and what that. is to be, you know? The only thing is, is like, yo, I'm, A 48-year-old dude right now drinking hemp tea. I got some great hemp tea uh, grown by the Amish. I got to interview these Amish farmers that grow hemp in Pennsylvania, and they sent me a bunch of it. And I'm drinking, and it brings my blood pressure down. It's really good.
1: Do do you feel it in any psychedelic way, or is it just a – is it it like a – not –
0: yeah. It's more of a wellness thing. Yeah. This is high CBD. Uh, I, I had some great weed. <laughs> I was stacked up. The only thing about weed, it always runs out, but this guy, <laughs>
1: said, no, no
0: matter how much you got, no matter how much you love it and you don't think it's ever going to run out, it's going to eventually run out. But, uh, I do like smoking and I do like a good spliff. And uh, I roll the CBD flower the same way. And what it is, it gives you the same wellness. Like it it like when after I smoke pot, I can feel my knees feel better. My joints feel better. I'm a little bit calmer. So, yeah, it's high CBD. And then there's another one, but it doesn't have no, it doesn't have the I'm tripped out. So I'm not talking to you and thinking about space aliens right now. I'm talking to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really, it, I'm, I'm, i never really enjoyed the high because it always came with a, a paranoia. And, uh, so, um,
0: understandable.
1: Yeah. And so I never, I never enjoyed that, that process of it. Uh, it's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, this feels good. And so I, I don't want to go through that just to get to the other side of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's, I always say it's a psychoactive. And when you deal with brain chemistry, you have to be, you know, you have to feel for yourself. But there are studies that it blocks Alzheimer's. For me, it just works. I don't know what it is, you know, and I don't, but I do think sometimes uh, cannabis might hold me back from being more assertive in situations. Hmm. But at the same time, I do. Yeah, less
1: that with cocaine.
0: Yeah, yeah i know
1: like, <laughs> yeah, there you start, go. Like, perfect little match. yeah perfect little mess right there
0: yeah that that is the woolers i think they used to call it you roll up you roll up a little bit of coke powder in your weed but it's not really good i'm the anti-coke is the thing is like
1: well i mean they're uh, they are up in opposition of each other because one is a stimulant and one is a depressant and uh so yeah chemically it doesn't is not a good uh uh synergy
0: synergy uh, but i remember back in the day i always say is like the best weed before weed got like legal and shit coke dealers had the best weed (laughs) because they had the best money and then if you're dealing a lot of coke they you have to have something to come down on so a lot of coke dudes take like tylenol pm after like a five-day binge this is like some dirt baggy shit Uh, they'll take no i need
1: this because i i do adderall from now on uh, time to time and i crash on adderall and so i'm just wondering what what do they do
0: (laughs) the coke heads used to smoke really good weed to you know calm it all down but then they would get jack backed up so you know the coke and the weed man has always been kind of near each other but they are polar opposites i think one intensifies the ego. And there's some just, you know, coke is just, you know, it just gets in there. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But I know the travesty it did to United States of America. You know, it's just like growing up. I remember that Lynn Bias death and John Belushi death, like imprinted into my brain, you know, and I was thinking about how strong forces of energy both those guys were like, a comedian when he's 31 just finishing two killer movies like just drop Uh, a basketball player that could have been better than Jordan just drop you know Mm -hmm. just drop them in their tracks at the height of their energy level you know Mm -hmm. so it's like that's a bad month (laughs) you don't want to mess I don't know I always took heed to it um but I do yeah I found cannabis in coming to San Francisco and away from D.C. And it always saved me from drinking is what I always use. And cigarettes. I don't There was, yeah. There was, you know, with being social, there is a pressure to have three or four drinks. It is. And, and with with drinking, I find I thought having a beer and a cigarette went together like they just tasted mm-hmm. good together. It's just that cold, that loose. I get it. That loose social feel is fun. You need it. So, so did you did you
1: smoke? Did you ever yeah? Smoke? I smoked
0: cigarettes. I did tobacco. Oh, okay. I've done yeah. Uh in Virginia, yeah. I was uh my dad died. He
1: said in Virginia, yeah. It, it, it's uh, required. Required, no, my <laughs> high
0: school, yeah. It was uh, I was telling, man, there was a radiator. I went to a little rednecky high, and I can't say I keep on saying that, and I know people from Virginia listen to this, and I have good friends and teachers and everything there, but it was like, you know kids dip skull big chews in their mouth during class in the back of the radiators was filled with tobacco spit you know there was a smoking tree at the high school everybody smoked you know tobacco was accepted as the norm in our society and even if you were 13 and sneaking cigarettes and dipping it wasn't that big of a deal right but at the same time I look back and I think yeah i think tobacco is toxic and causes cancer and it's not good for you at all you know i think cannabis
1: i think the tobacco that that's in cigarettes is uh uh more poisonous because all the chemicals they added to it but the tobacco plant is i don't know if it's as it's not as bad as the cigarette but uh i don't know if it's as good or has as many uh beneficial properties as weed, but it's not as bad as the cigarette you actually get uh, that corporations are selling us.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I always say the South could ride, they could make a lot of money if these rednecks would get off their ass and start growing weed. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was all tobacco country in Virginia. And I, you know, that's how our country was built on slavery. That's how Mm -hmm. we got that the free labor. Mm-hmm. And it was from tobacco and cotton. And I'm like, man, yep. you guys fucking... And then they took slavery away and then the South went down economically. Mm-hmm. And so if black they took it around, you start away. growing some so wheat. You said it's Black people's
1: fault that the South went down.
0: No, it's... <laughs> no, it's <laughs> black people thought that America is so awesome. And I've always believed
1: <laughs>
0: that. Uh, that way to clean no it up. way to clean our country up. could be there's no way our country could be where we are without without what terribly happened you know is i I mean it's starting to get a little bit deep pat and I know how well versed you are so I'm a little scared on even going there because I respect <laughs> black culture in America so much and so good to me and have had my back at so many different occasions, but I don't know yeah that uh and we can go right into politics there because I do think that awareness of of uh, white supremacy and all these talks about culture and society is starting to open up. And even a 40 something year old dude like me, who's just a regular, you know, blockbuster, you know just a regular dude is starting to understand how deep rooted this stuff is.
1: Yeah, so even to this, cause I just uh, read the headline where um, Jay Leno apologized to Asian American community and um, about uh, his his jokes against the Asian American community. And he said in his heart, he knew it was wrong. And this is my, <laughs> this is, I could see if he thought it was okay, but he's doing something that he thought it was wrong. It's like, wow, really? Well, what? Um, for,
0: laughs, for what? For laughs, because that's what you know. Comedy. Honestly, you're I right. used to. I wasn't talking about comedy, but you're right, is like. Cause we're we're up against the laughs. If we don't get the laughs, we don't get paid.
1: Yeah. And so but long, early in my career, uh, I was uh, I started out in a black club, uh, all black club, which was yeah. only two in the country at the time, and so uh, Comediac Theater in Atlanta, and and so and sometimes you and I wasn't raised with the n word, so. Uh, but just being uh, amongst a lot of black people, whatever they use the word, uh, just uh, loosely or whatever. So I, I got it in my vocabulary, being in the, uh, being in uh, Atlanta, and started saying that in in my jokes. And then um, and it was it was fine or whatever. Uh, I didn't trip off of it too much. And then I had then I was doing shows over at uh, the Punchline and and, and more. White clubs. I'm not even calling them mainstream because they're, because I, I don't like that term. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that, that's also centered in whiteness.
0: Yeah, that's centered uh, in white supremacy. I yeah. totally get it.
1: Yeah. Well, supre- I don't know white supremacy as much as just whiteness. It's like, okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. that's the main, the, the mainstream <laughs> is the white room and the black room is urban. So uh, because uh, the the room that I came up in, that was a bigger room. It was more people uh, in that room uh, th- th- by volume. If we was going to say by volume, it was the room was more effective by black comedy in that room. And so to say that was the that wasn't the mainstream room. I don't want to be a part of that. So yeah, anyway, I get so it. I, go, I went over to uh, the Punchline and I started doing shows over there. And then uh, my rhythm, my cadence was so dependent on that N word ending. The punchline or in the middle of a punchline and I was like I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to say this word in front of white people this is not you know it's like having a, nick, a family nickname and you're going to, and somebody outside of your uh your house is calling you the nickname so I was like no I don't, and, and I'm like and I'm not crazy about the word because I this is my thing about when black people use the word uh we didn't change the meaning of the word we just added a different definition to it because because black people will still use it in its pernicious, very um, uh, hateful usage, and then turn around and use it as in its, in its most uh, beloved usage. Uh, so then you didn't change the word. And so if you have that idea that black is a synonymous with, with uh, or the N word is synonymous with something black and not great, then I don't wanna be, I don't wanna use that word. And I don't wanna use that word on my people. So I stopped using the word because it didn't feel right. And so for Jay Leno to do go for so many years of using these tropes to be funny and feel like it wasn't right. I was like, damn, I mean, what kind of person? I don't know, I'm not questioning him. I I think overall he's a probably a decent person. I don't know, Uh, but to to just go gun hole with like a feeling that you, a bad feeling and you still do it. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to feel about that.
0: Yeah. That's uh thank you for sharing that. And that's such a complex issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Jay, like, yeah, you, if you feel something's wrong, it's all, you got to back off of it you know, is, is the simplest thing, you know, and I've tried to do edgy material and I've done jokes that I'm ashamed of, or look back on. You too,
1: on. man. <laughs> like, I've done I'm, jokes
0: I'm, I'm glad I wasn't famous when I was trying to spit <laughs> that shit.
1: Ooh, I have done jokes that I am not happy about, but that's also too,
0: but I've grown and been like, okay, time to move yeah. on. I learned that lesson. Like I right. learned Even that lesson on. that was putting me in a weird space that I didn't feel my true, my true higher self.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, It's and that's the thing. That's why I was kind of leaning into showbiz, like being your higher self. In Buddhism or meditation is what I've been trying to do. Is to, you know just trying to be the best you you could do in every given moment, and it's not always going to be working. But uh, but with show business and money and mortgages on the line and shit like that, like comedy's just like you can look at it and be like, that guy just killed. But what did he actually say? You know? Yeah, but this
1: That's is also true. Just- yeah, but well, not also- the problem,
0: but that's the tricky moment because comedy is an art and we're, we're trying to create laughs and inducing laughs. I think it's a lot like martial arts, like you can use karate to be defense. That's where I think humor is. God gave us humor. It's for defense when shit goes down mm-hmm. to make this madness that we're living in trying to relate to each other and get a laugh. That's when everything kind of feels more comfortable and real and human.
1: Right. Um, but
0: you can also flip it. And you can use karate to fuck somebody, you know, you can, yeah. use, it, you know, and that in that and it looks the same way. It's that same energy. You know, it's just like negative energy and positive energy. We're both playing with it, but we got to find the balance, you know.
1: And the, like I do have uh, a, uh, a mission statement. I've always kind of had a mission statement how I went about my comedy. Uh, like if I I, I never, uh, I, was, I wasn't violent with it. I didn't attack people with my comedy. That, that's not who I am as a person. And that's not uh, what I wanted my comedy to be. <clears throat> and a lot of times yeah. you enter spaces and then I learned this uh, fairly early on, which is a, a good thing for me. Because sometimes you get scared about when people shout out. And, and then I figured out early on, most of the time when people shout out, Eighty-five percent of the time, people shout out. They're not necessarily being derogatory. So if you listen to what they're saying, so I started addressing things that. That's people, a true I, fact
0: for all the young comics listening.
1: People. Yeah, so i I didn't I didn't automatically, I didn't automatically get defensive when I heard somebody shout out. Sometimes it was just something, something, whatever. And so I learned to play off of it. So I was really quick about playing off of it. And so that's. But on the short, in the short exchanges where. Uh, this, the the few exchanges where people were being aggressive, mostly men. And there's <laughs> reasons uh, that uh, I I had to address that, and sometimes I wasn't prepared to address that because I can't do comedy feeling bad. And when I attack people, I feel bad. So I can say something funny, but I'm much funnier when I'm feeling good. And a lot of people can Dang. do, and a lot of people can do attack comedy and. And that's where they're the funniest and that's what they do. But I was never good at that. Cause it makes me, literally makes me feel bad.
0: You get me- fame and it makes me feel less funny. It's just faking the funk. Like if you're not being yourself. Yeah. But I think comedy goes and trends and uh, yeah, not to go too deep, but uh, I do think I have a, you know, I think just the masculine nature, there is uh, something they call like the will to kill, you know? So if you have the will to kill, that's like oh kill this or you you know you know that vibe don't you know mm-hmm. we all, that's a part of the masculine energy, and you have to understand it like you shouldn't you know don't thou shalt not kill like it's better to be chill and let the universe open up a little bit more and like you said, a lot of times it's your reaction so somebody says, oh my popcorn's weird, but there's you think it sounds like oh, you suck. And then you start yelling at them, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you even just listen to the moment, you could have had 10 minutes on the lady talking about how the popcorn's being weird, you know?
1: But that's Um, also being present. And I think we're, uh, this is one thing that I I found interesting about what something that you said earlier, because you're doing a lot of meditation. I have been doing a lot of meditation too, because I am, uh, I believe in it. And it puts me in such a great space. And when I'm present to like the emotions that um, I'm having and I set myself early up in the the morning, the first thing I do, and this is, I started this this year and this is, this is how I want the rest of my life to be, uh, until I found something different that is more powerful than this, but I get out of bed and I immediately go into meditation. I sit and go into meditation because your, your brain is still in, um, uh, data state, Beta yep. state exactly, and so uh, you're 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 more susceptible, and so uh, to uh, hearing yourself and being present in the moment, and then like things come up for me, and I was like, if I'm standing, because sometimes you carry things, and so like sometimes uh, things come up for me. I was like, oh, I didn't even know I was carrying that, and so I have to, and I like to deal with it and whatever. But if you don't, sometimes you're carrying things that you're not aware of, and if you don't meditate. Then you're carrying that around all day, and it, it comes, it, uh, it, 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 it topples on each other. It, it, it builds on each other, and you become really heavy, and uh, and you don't know why you're depressed. You don't know why you're sad. And so I felt meditation has been the one of the best things that has happened to me in my adulthood, and I'm taking it even further. Uh, than, yeah. I mean,
0: because uh, we don't I've, live in the present moment because we're just all scared. And we have so many what I'm learning is so many fantasies and dreaming and conversations. And they call it the monkey mind when your mind starts just blah, 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 yeah, blah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And in American culture, w- they thought that was normal. Like that's part of the process. But what you learn with meditation is like, that isn't real, you know? What feel right. is, is your body and you, your breath and you breathing and your mind's going to always do this. But if you can just slow it down, you could see those thoughts will just fly off and go somewhere else. You don't have to grip onto every thought that pops up, right um, but you can work with those motions. Like you say, when you're quiet and things do pop up, you're like, oh, that's that. And you're supposed to not deny it or throw it forward. You're supposed to just work through it and Mm -hmm. and try to examine it. And, you know, all these different feelings that you may have. But yeah, I find, yeah, that's what I said on my last podcast about stop Asian hate and Asian cultures. Like I've been reading about Tibet. I do these stretches called the five Tibetan rights and Tibet was all about compassion and nonviolence. And I do think at the end of the day, like if we're ever this world's ever going to work, it's going to be through compassion and nonviolence and forgiveness. I I just think I've thought it over and we could go hardcore to the paint and all that. But at the end of the day, life is just going to keep on going and going and going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been learning the uh, Asian cultures has saved me. I couldn't afford uh Uh, I couldn't afford therapy the last 10 years, I had to teach myself to meditate. And that was the only way I could stop the monkey mind dancing around, Mm -hmm. which was stopping me from really just being myself and getting shit done. Because you're just in this dream state. And especially with comedy. That's why I find so many comics have problems mentally, is that we do use our mind. We're supposed to. That's why I got into it to let let it let the creativity flow and see where it might go and see where I might find. But I'm learning to just be a little bit more aware of it all and not let yeah. like dark thoughts or dark things like hold me down, you know, or yeah. paranoid thoughts, you know, and just like, man, we're all going to eventually die. We're all just fruit. We're all just trees. We're all, we're all together. And that was the other thing that I was tripping out on is, uh, with all this gender and race identity, was the idea of labeling. And they say in deep, in Buddhist texts that I was reading, that the labeling begins the suffering. Like, once you start labeling things like, oh, you're that, you're this, and that's like how society does it goes, like, this is this. And you try to, but if you just enjoy it all, you know, it should be we're all together and we're all connected and we're all learning and we're all flowing. Um, I don't know. Is that too, am I talking? Uh, no, I,
1: I think it just goes to like, when I was saying, if you're gay, if you're trans, if you are, uh, how you self, how you self-define yourself, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Yeah, who, who, okay. Am I, who am I to tell you what you are? Yeah. Yeah. Long as you're not hurting people. Yeah. Uh, if you are happier, how does that affect me? I know. How does that affect me in a negative way? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it is a, a shift in, uh, but we've, you know, as a society, we caught on to uh, computers in our hands. Before when we was growing, we didn't have computers in our hand it's you a know what i Yeah, every time. Like, yeah. so, but we we we've we've, we've uh, accepted that. We but we can't accept people who say, "Okay, these other uh, the way that you define us, these other labels doesn't work for us anymore." And so that might be new to some people, but you've accepted a world where uh, astronauts go to uh, you know, to, to the moon, you accepted a world where we got a computer in our hand, we got to accepted a world where uh, uh, cars can drive themselves and you can't accept me for saying I am this person?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 it's judgment. Yeah, it's just outlandish to me. And who, who are, what does it change by if, if a person, because it's a, a small faction of, of people that are that are, you know, uh may say they, they they're different in a lot of these different ways, but that's that's fine. What are you scared of?
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, that's a trip. I think it's people don't want to see change because they get comfortable. And what I'm learning that just change is inevitable. The only thing that I could say for certain, is shit's going to change. <laughs> it's going to change. It's going to always change. It's always yeah. going to keep on flipping. And the more I attach myself to the old world of thinking or the old style, like I could appreciate my music and stuff like that, but I don't have to like live and die by it. You know, I could uh, I could say, yo, the young bucks are coming out with some trippy music, too. That's got their own vibe. You know, it's just like we're at a really interesting age. That we've seen kind of so many different changes pat like even seeing who's the new there's the democrat somebody just the trans woman that just is in con is it congress or senate is it
1: uh senate no i don't think so maybe congress
0: i think Uh, congress the, the first trans woman was identified
1: are are you talking about first trans cabinet member
0: that might be the cap. Yeah, the cabinet member, the lady yeah. that was on. I don't know. We all watch different media now, but that was the one thing that kept on popping up to me because it was such a.
1: Yeah, I think it's first trans cabinet member.
0: Cabinet member. That's yeah. yeah. That blows my mind. You know, yeah. just like wow.
1: But think about this. It took us a long time for a uh, uh, openly gay. It, it, we it wasn't we it, you know because we, what we were getting was. Republican men being outed in uh, airport bathrooms, (laughs) Uh, you know, having you know being being outed by their lovers that they paid to have sex with, and they have to uh, you know have to resign. That's what we. The only thing that we knew that were gay people that were absolute that were in uh, the government. Now these are openly uh, very proud to be who they are, gay, bisexual, however they define themselves, because that is America and they America, can get America America better because they're not
0: hiding when you're hiding stuff you're thinking about what you're hiding the whole time exactly. you're thinking about exactly. what you're doing you're thinking about what's over here and what's over there but when you're out you're out and just like yo I may be funky but you gotta fucking deal with it this is it oh yeah
1: when you're out it's like um uh, you can't You're not gonna find out anybody anything out about me because I just told you. (laughs) You know I don't have to worry about hiding this because I just told you. But also to that, we should be the our representation should reflect our 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 country. Our uh, leaders should reflect how we look as a country. And our our country looks like gay. Our country looks like bisexual and poly and. all, you know, yeah, black, and, and, black
0: and, and Latino and Latino. Jewish and uh, yeah. redhead. We got everybody. We
1: got yeah, get everyone. us an Amish person up there that that don't. Uh, yeah, the Amish
0: family. dude that grows weed and yeah. and, and doesn't that have. Travel,
1: travels by uh, horse and buggy to uh, to get to uh, get to uh, the, the Congress. So uh, yeah, we should we should be we should be a nation that reflects our citizenry. I mean, we should be a, uh, a politic that reflects our citizenship, citizenry. So, uh, I think we're moving toward that. And that's why, just like you said, the change in that is causing every, every time there is a change, there is always a backlash because people are pushing back against change. People hate change and it takes, and it really takes a lot to change as a person. Yes. Yeah. So, um,
0: and patterns and behavioral patterns and mind, like they say about like your brain, if you have negative thoughts, like it'll go, if you do it so many times, it just feels like that's the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it's been ingrained, but it's not really real, you know? And uh, this, I think the same thing with society, like if you keep on going, okay, the woman stays at home, instead, you know, if, all, if we keep on playing these same old, same old hits, it uh it starts to take it. That's the way it goes. But is it really? Is that the best for us? And what we're learning, it's not. You know.
1: Well, it's first principle thinking. Uh, first principle thinking goes by um, what is 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 a thing really true, and you got to break it down to is a thing really true, or is a thing uh, is a thing we just tradition. Yes. Is it tradition or is it true? Uh, women can't drive. Okay, uh, the data shows women are actually good drivers. They're better drivers. Insurance, uh, uh, insur- insurance studies prove that out. That's why women get a lower sh- insurance because they are better drivers. They're not as um, aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> right? So, uh, so d- women should, you know, all these what would these traditional ideas are not set in first person thinking. And so I'm not I mean, I'm sorry, first principle thinking. Because you gotta break it down. A lot of these ideas that we have about uh male, female behavior, black, white behavior, uh, uh racial, there's not it's if you break those down, is it really truth or is it tradition? Yes. Yeah. And so when you start breaking it down, it's no truth in that. It's no truth that uh uh, women can't be in, uh, in, uh, uh, tech. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. no truth. To, it's no <laughs> truth true. To and actually when or you, women
0: can't be a president or they can't be a black quarterback or, you know, Yeah, it's,
1: first, those are, those are not first principle thinking because it's just what you're used to and you made it a truth that doesn't really is, is not reflection of what is actually, uh, is of the true. now. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then of the now, like I always say that with cannabis, I just sparked a little bit of this. Is actually all CBD flour, but it's all grown outside, so it tastes great. I think it oh, be Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. I said that I was telling people I went to Amsterdam and uh, I went to uh, uh, the the coffee houses which is they what they call oh. uh, their smoke houses. Yeah. And they, they have it's literally like Starbucks. You have just uh, uh just different types of uh, different types of weed or whatever and so um what was my point uh how good it's oh made. yeah they, well not so I got it and how fresh <laughs> oh I was like damn I said I've never smoked weed that was that was so proud to be weed <laughs> yeah.
0: that's the way the nature <laughs> so wants had, it man
1: uh two parents it uh, played outdoors
0: <laughs> Yeah, man. uh Amsterdam yeah. is beautiful and I love their setup and they actually, in the beginning of legalization, because I, I, I worked with High Times and I went over there, I performed for High Times Cannabis Cup. So I met all the growers, all the big dudes in that. Is High Times,
1: they mean, the magazine or High Times is a...
0: It's the magazine and it came out in the 70s and it was based in New York City, but they did the very first Cannabis Cup. You know, it was weird to run a legal magazine... A the cannabis cup is the is best awesome. cannabis in the world and they never had it in the United States, but oh, they always goodness. had it in Amsterdam. So in November every year, since I think 84, like the best smugglers and growers, and it was very hush hush backroom shit would get together and like, these are the new strains, this is the new thing. And they would rate who was the winner. So when I went over there and I experienced Amsterdam, uh, I thought it was just a great way to have a civilized cup of coffee and have a spliff. You know what I mean? It's just like I hope New York City adopts that. Like they just passed a law today. Like it's about to go, Pat. This can- I got this cannabis coffee hour. Serious. I got Pat Brown on here. Buy it up right now because it's when, about when A man, to man is
1: accused of eight sexual uh, <laughs> sexual <laughs> harassment charges. You will get the distraction of getting uh, legalized marijuana. <laughs> I know
0: Cuomo had it, but uh, yeah, it's it's hot underneath the cu- collar right now for Cuomo. You want to talk yeah. New York politics? What's your What's your thinking? Do you think he was a creep? Do you I, think he creeped absolutely, up? Absolutely,
1: he's a creep. Um, but
0: that's what the from the chicks I've been asking the. Uh, the
1: I think he's taken from the playbook of Trump, though, is like when you find yourself, uh, the, uh, the news is focused on one thing that is not uh, 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 benefiting you, then you change the story. And so uh, legalizing marijuana and legalizing cannabis right now is less. T- let's take the focus off of me and put it on something else. And, tra- and uh, Trump was a master at doing that, changing the, he kept changing the the channel, kept changing the the uh, narrative because he didn't want you to focus on one thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the New York government, I I, I voted for that girl. I liked her, but there's all kinds- of, Sex in
1: the City? Yeah.
0: Um, I um, voted for Sex in the City. I did uh, I did a, a benefit with her. Cynthia, I thought-
1: Cynthia uh, Nixon. Syria Dixon. Nixon. Nixon.
0: Nixon. And I thought she, she was just like a good Democrat and she was an artist. And to be a struggling actor, actress in new york and then to make it and to get her i just thought she knew the city and knew how this you know the the people that are involved in the in in the arts in new york the ones that are successful know how this you know know the museums and know the statues, know the tourists know broadway like these are major parts of the city that makes the city the city so i thought and you know having a cool female i thought that was cool and she was all legalized all day so uh I was, I, w- I wanted her. I didn't know much about Cuomo, but when the pandemic hit, I liked his, you know, his straightforwardness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but now, yeah, it's, it, I see what you're saying. Um, but how long do governors last? Like, how long is it? Are they two years? Or are they one? Like, it seemed like she it's, just. It's,
1: it's four years. And, I've, and uh, but I, and, but don't, I don't, I don't think does New York limit its terms because he's been a governor. I, for 12 years right
0: oh you can just keep on going that i don't know it's like
1: four years every four years he uh they don't
0: stop it yeah they don't you can't
1: he has to to run every four years but i don't know if there's a term limit i mean does he right can he go three terms or four terms i don't know his father i think went uh three if i'm not mistaken yeah Uh, so maybe he's 16 years i don't know i I have to look that up i'm not sure on that but because i know he's He's, he has more terms than his father. Yes. So if his father went 12, he had 16. Or if his father went eight, then he had 12. But, uh, but I think that also comes with you know being in a, in a life where you, you're a privileged man. You've been in uh, politics all your life. And so, but what you don't have is people skills. People yeah. skills in terms of being peers with people. You're, you're, you're good at bossing people. <laughs> good at, you know what i'm saying you're good at no. telling people but when you're trying to look for a mate uh a woman on your you know you, you you're seeing a person that is used to bossing people that but doesn't know how to talk to people
0: as a human and as without human, the ego yeah. like and i've been learning have, you know. about the ego and how much in, in with show business and everything yeah I, yeah i could totally see that and I think, yeah, he's a career politician. That's what I kind of did some reading on him. And I was like, oh yeah, this with politics is such a hard game. It's like, it's like uh, showbiz. So, so a lot of the, the more successful guys are the sharks are the hammerhead sharks, you yeah, know? And we, so we a lot of those guys idea. have a lot of dirt on them. You know?
1: We, we allow that though. We, we, we are, we elect populist people because they, Because we people are not biased. People don't do what's in their, they don't do what they that they should do. They do what they, they uh, what makes them feel good. Yes, you know they don't do what necessarily what's in their best interest. They do what makes them feel good, and so uh, that's how we that's how we elect politicians. And because Trump was a, it's no nothing that he's ever done throughout his life that would have, would have made anybody think that he would be a good president. <laughs> it's nothing in his body of work that made you- Atlantic
0: that, City, you, it's, a, yeah. it's a dungeon. But if
1: people, were, people got caught up in, oh, he's so funny or he's so enjoyable to watch and he says these outrageous things, yeah. this, that, but that doesn't make a good leader.
0: No or polit- it yeah that doesn't
1: make a good leader no not for the world
0: <laughs> not at all not yeah. at all uh yeah it's uh but i think think i hope i don't know i'm i have a sense that things will get better i don't know i just think it's a part of life a part of the breath like we're learning and growing even with sexuality even with racial relations even you know, it's not about us, it's about all of us in a thousand years, eventually we're gonna figure this out. Even climate change, like, I think we could figure it out if we all get really real about it and, and speak the truth, you know, and not speak the bullshit. You gotta just address who you are, and, you know, keep it real, but you gotta address what is happening in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. now it's like you're right you're like yeah weed is great to be legalized but this dude's got like seven dudes seven chicks saying he's a super creep so yeah,
1: yeah. super creep super <laughs> creep yeah. He, uh, yeah exactly and and because this should actually been something that uh could have gotten done years ago and uh I, I don't want them to rush through it because i feel like there is a certain amount of restitution and that should be applied to so many people, uh, young, mostly young black and brown men that have through the stop and frisk that got got caught with small bags, small uh, supplies of, of, of weed and are in jail. And so I, I think those- well, it's a
0: long time. You know, Pat, I did three nights in jail in New York City in 2007, but that's nothing compared to what has happened, but at least I felt it. And I know I'm not a bad person and I wasn't carrying serious weight and I got caught up in the system and I was like, this could go really wrong for a 17 or 18 year old man with just a quarter, let's say a quarter, that's two eighths. He has in his pocket, he's coming home from doing work at whatever restaurant, like, and gets popped. That's ten years. That's ten yeah. years of funkiness that you got to deal with courts and shit that you don't got money for. You got to tell family, and, and all you know, it yeah. is cannabis. And I do think cannabis is good for your brain and good for your body, and much better alternative than alcohol and cigarettes. You know, yeah. And it, I don't,
1: I don't drink at all because it messes with my brain so much, and I've come to that decision.
0: You used to have about, a couple. You used to have a cocktail after shows now and then.
1: No, but I'm telling you that I've come to that decision <laughs> after this pandemic, cause I'm, I've been trying to get up and uh, early and whatever. Every time I drink, it's uh, it's the drinking day and then it's the recovery day. Cause I actually get, cause of depression. I, to- I told you how I feel about same way. weed. So yes. I have to, it takes me a day to recoup. So I said, I don't have two days to, to recover from weed and it bothers my sleep. So I don't I don't drink anymore.
0: You are uh, efficient and smooth and cool, Pat.
1: Because I Just can't like think. I mean, I, people think it's I'm 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 this way because I don't have a choice. My brain is an ADD brain, and I'm trying to do everything I can to keep my brain as healthy and and I can and I can actually work and be productive without uh without um with getting good. And I find good sleep and exercise is is the best thing for my
0: brain a hundred percent and when I get funky and my brain starts to when I you know mentally I feel when I'm off is usually I'm not sleeping and yeah exercise getting your mind they say getting into your body when you do yoga they talk about and I'll just anybody listening out there if you have that mind if your mind is racing and doing that thing Exercise, man, stretching, running, any of that to get into your body, because that's the real truth is your body. Your mind is like a supercomputer. You know, it's like a MacBook that's built in the top of your head. That's like pick up this spoon, pick up this fork. You know, that's the type of shit. It shouldn't be waving around all this other bullshit sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. and exercise is a great way to do it. I've kept you long Pat.
1: No, no, but I'm just—I was want to say these, these these two points. I do it because weed, also weed and um, and alcohol, they bother my sleep. If, so, if I don't get good sleep, then I don't focus. And if I don't focus, I don't get things done. And so I said, what do I want to live my life drinking to make and, and smoking to make people feel better, or do I want to get good night's sleep and actually be productive? And I don't miss it. I mean, I have, uh, I don't, I don't miss it. Um, yeah. So, but what, what you were saying socially, I, I find that the, 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 the burden is on the people that I used to hang out with. That, you know, they, they remember I took a, a, a glass of wine, and they want me to do that because most of the people that I hang out with are drinkers. But I, I'm.
0: And you're cool and, as hell, Pat. I love hanging man. with you. But uh, yeah, yeah you
1: got to hang with me when I'm doing tea now. And this <laughs> is this is we'll finish, just herbal tea.
0: What do you got? What kind of tea? What do you got in your cup for the listeners and the viewers at home?
1: It's nothing special. I I just got spearmint tea because I also have food allergies, so a lot of things I can't have flavored things. So I
0: I'm love spearmint, doing- but there's no caffeine. It's but nope. it's easy and cool. Chamomile does the same thing hemp, you may want to try hemp D. It doesn't trip you out, but it does, you know, it's well, just that, they
1: got CBD all in it. I mean, CBD, uh, I would love, love try it. Cause it does relax me CBD. So I do take, I do still make Good on for CBD.
0: your nose. Yeah. It's, I mean, not in the nose. <laughs> what am I saying? Good for your knees. It's okay. good for your knees. And as we get older, our knees that, uh, have you been, have you been, I gotta go, you know, about collagen.
1: Oh, uh, I'm familiar with it, but I haven't studied it because I know a yeah. lot of my friends. A uh, few of my friends take it for uh, their, you know, to 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 stay pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely.
0: I, I got it from my wife, who's all about that goop life, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: that goop life.
0: Yeah, I get it. all about that goop life, and uh, but it does help your knees. It's just like uh, as you get older, the cartilage starts to go away. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way of anti-inflammatory, but it does build up cartilage in your knee. Shout out anybody. One more last question. You did, uh, you brought up, you, you tried microdosing. Do you mind just sharing, was that a beneficial with uh, mushrooms? Did you like that situation? Cause you weren't, I, I met you, you know, you're a basketball jock. You weren't like hippy dippy, I'm tripping acid and this and is all
1: weekend. I had good, I had good uh, results with microdotion. The only thing, the mushrooms that I got were um, inconsistent. Like, so sometimes I would feel something and sometimes I wouldn't. So it's like, I would prefer to even grow my own. Uh, I'm just doing too many things. I can't take that on, but, but I would absolutely grow my own because it was when I had, when the mushrooms were actually good mushrooms, I did you take just a small amount it's it's just some enough such a small amount it just makes you feel you say to yourself why am i happy and then you remember oh i took that it's not enough to make you trip out or you 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 even feel it uh on if you you're not even uh thinking about it but it's just enough to bring your mood up and so that's what i was taking it for because a lot of times in uh, my ad brain and i uh, i found that just I, it chills my mood and when i my mood is down that i'm not as productive but I, like i said since going forward just exercise and sleep everything is sleep uh everything is sleep i was telling somebody i love sleep so much uh if a girl says she's coming over i like late at night i was like well uh can you come in the morning because <laughs> There's no more, it ain't no more booty calls for me. If you got to get here by nine o'clock yeah. <laughs> or you got to come in the morning because uh, I'm
0: I, morning energy. I like the morning energy. Yeah. I like I, the-
1: As I've gotten older. Cause I'm, I, I actually, I, I had a joke about this too. It's like, uh, I want all my shows early. I want, if I can get a show <laughs> at 630 and be over at uh eight, I'm good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to get all those uh, Bill Cosby shows. I know he had some shows that were like 3.30 in the afternoon. Noon, yeah, he got <laughs> so
0: famous he could, sell, he could sell out a place like at noon and, and it, yeah, his crowd but was no, but cool. I, actually, go I, to it.
1: I saw him perform in, in 2010, I think. It was 2010 or something like that. And 2008. And uh, it was at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> that is perfect. And he did two hours so imagine six o'clock. He's probably at home at uh, seven thirty.
0: Yeah, and he already had a dinner too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that's those early times. Uh, let me just say this. About, I just want to get back to this uh, and just For say sure. that what I'm talking about the marijuana thing. That uh, they, I want the, I don't want them to rush this because I feel like Black Americans, since we took the brunt of all these uh, uh, going to jail off these small amounts of weed. We have to be, uh, that's one way of doing reparations is to make sure that black Americans that want to get in the industry are uh, are some of the leaders that are getting into the, the weed industry in New York. Meaning selling it and, and uh, because we've been uh, disproportionately affected by these, these stop and frisk in jail for small, small amounts of weed. So I, I think that it could be one way to also uh, help the community. Uh, and everybody, this, I always, always argue this point with people and then they understand it. There's no difference between how drug use among black people and white people, but we got the higher drug sentences. I was yeah. on somebody's podcast and he was talking about how much you got high. And I said, just imagine if I got high just as much as you did, but we're walking home I'm more likely to get stopped than you. So is that fair? I mean, that you, we both get high, but I'm more likely to get stopped. And so that is not fair to me uh, because they were focused on black people. So, in black communities. It's
0: it's an easier bust and they're in communities and- uh, yeah,
1: But we all, but if they're never stopping you, you can continue on your way uh, and then live the life you want But just like you said, when you go to jail, it changes your life,
0: changes your life,
1: changes you everything a lawyer. You got some, some of us, you, you don't have the time to, to get off bail. So you stay in jail, you might lose a job. And yep. then if you get convicted, there's your life.
0: And if you have kids or you're affected or you were a guy that was watching, uh, you know, the older sister or something like that. So it spins family and everything's family. You know, the older everything
1: everything, is family, man. Everything's
0: family. So once you start fucking up families, it's like, dude, society is just going to run wrong. You know, once you start splitting up families like that. And yeah, with pot, I used to have an old joke is like with wheat, it's like you can't people Since the beginning of time, people are going to smoke weed and people are going to suck dick. All right. (laughs) You can put as many laws. You can put all the laws in the world. But let me tell you, since the beginning of time, people have been sucking dicks. Dicks have been getting sucked. Somebody's gonna be sucking and somebody's gonna get their dick sucked. All right. That's just that it's built like a it's built like a popsicle. It's just how it is. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. Same thing with weed. Weed's gonna get smoked. We people are gonna smoke. Not everybody. Not everybody's gonna suck dick
1: yeah yeah but it's
0: gonna be weeds gonna get somebody it's gonna go down it's gonna go down so you're just setting you're just setting you know you just it's a venus flytrap it's gonna happen it's automatic and that's why i think it's automatic money
1: but i think that's why they legislate it because it's money you absolutely if they legislate it it is free but i feel like you can make just like healthcare. you can make money on doing the right thing yes you're selling it it's the, if the government is selling it, or if there's a business in, uh, uh, involved in the business of selling weed, then you are making money. Society's making money. There's an economy out of it. Yep. Sell it.
0: You sell it. It's oh. moving. Money is moving. But you're right. If we, we need to position, because here's where the old white money is. You know where the old white money is?
1: It's in Kaiser it's Bush. Coming. Drugs is in drugs and liquor. Tobacco
0: and liquor is all the old fucking money Mm -hmm. because that shit popped. And when that shit popped, people got uh, generational wealth happened. So if we could somehow step in and not somehow, but position people. But yeah, the the right before the pandemic, it was already corporations going in there and doing it. And that's why I always on this podcast support small businesses, support small growers, because small business, American small business, this is what we got to build this economy back on, you know?
1: Oh, and absolutely. That's why, that's why I don't want them to rush this thing through. I want them to do due diligence to yeah. make sure this law is equitable for especially the, the communities that have been most affected by these uh, drug laws.
0: Oh. That's great, Pat. Um, we'll sign off on that. I appreciate your time. We've done over an hour. You've been. Too, I, I haven't seen you in so wow. long. Anybody doesn't know Pat and I toured with Tracy Morgan, rode on private planes together and had awesome conversations. <laughs> we did. Did awesome shows, ate awesome food, laughed. And I wasn't high during I, uh, anybody knows. is like when I work with somebody, it's professional. And Tracy ain't, on, it ain't smoking weed, you know, he ain't fucking with that shit. So mm-hmm. I, I was dead sober for That's all that experience. And uh, I had the best, I was, it was still, with you guys, you guys are so good to me and so kind and brought me into, you know, the world. And I just, it, it's one of the things I'll look back on, Pat, is touring with you and Tracy and Artie and Mark and uh, Roberta it was just such a, a privilege, an awesome, awesome privilege that many dudes like white dudes like me don't ever get to have, to be the one white dude on an all black, but cool, you know, just a strong show. And I I, I even put, put away sometimes, I don't even know why I brought that up because we're just all great friends and we, it was just a great experience, Pat, and something I will always treasure.
1: It was, it was really fun. Let me ask you this though. Uh, How'd you feel when you uh, did the, um, um, the show when you did uh,
0: the last OG. The last OG. That was amazing. Like I just, had, <laughs> I needed a break, man. I needed, I needed something to pop and come. I came. To-
1: I came after. I think the day that you taped, somebody said, "Yeah, uh, uh, Rob taped yesterday." That's like Rob taped. <laughs> I didn't know because I would have been there. But uh, good for now, you.
0: R.I.P. to Mums, who I shared a scene with, who's a excellent deaf poet. Um, Def Jam Poet was his where he kind of popped out from, but he also was a screenwriter and a playwright. And I got to do a scene with him and Lord Jamar. And I grew up on Brand Nubian. I watched Brand Nubian on Rap City in DC, like I, you know, Grand Pooba, all that shit. So that's nice. Okay. So that shit, oh, Grand Pupa was bigger than Jay-Z at the time. Grand Pupa huge in DC, like brand new was huge. And we had the, that's the thing about DC. We we had almost just as good or better hip hop radio stations. So I listened to all that. So to do a scene with him, that was just awesome. And I got the call literally like the night, that was the only thing is like, I didn't have any time to prepare. Like they oh, called. Okay. they called me like, they, you know, they, it was at the end of the season and they were just shooting, shooting, shooting. And uh, I just, you know, Donnell didn't, they couldn't get Donnell. And then Rob Cantrell, they got. Brought up. <laughs> and uh, oh, I made yeah. some money that day. I did a scene and I did it with Mark. Yeah. And, I, you know, I met Lord Jamar and I worked with Mark Theobald. And, uh, yeah, man, that was, an, and to be on set uh, was great, man. That, that, yes. I loved it. I love acting. I mean, I'm not i like little i like that was good and i like to build up from there so i've been doing nice. some zoom auditions i've been getting better at it so nice
1: nice um that's yeah, what i've been doing some uh some uh, self-tapes too so yeah i actually enjoy it too because it's another way to perform
0: yeah it's just another way in it whether it's music or making short videos or stand-up you know, I just think if you're creative, just jump in there. And and it's as long as I don't have to do a side gig, you know, if it whether it's <laughs> acting or stand up or music, any showbiz gig is better than a square gig. I don't, you know, any I show. Agree. Yeah, I you got know, that writing gig. I don't know, Pat Brown, you got a dope ass right. You wrote for the ESPYS. Was that I wrote,
1: it? I wrote for the Espies, I wrote for NFL Honors. I wrote for. Uh, Steve Harvey in the NFL honors this last uh, Super Bowl. How dope is that? Yeah, it was great. It was an absolutely great opportunity and Amazing. this the only thing that was, that was bad this year because I wrote last year for them too. Uh, it was so great last year. Oh because we were all in the same room and so I was able to pitch ideas and write ideas with other comics. and I told you I am uh, I'm a person that likes to collaborate. Uh, so this year was harder because of the pandemic, and so we were in a, we, we worked remotely or by ourselves, and so it wasn't as fun, but uh, yeah, I'm very proud of it. Oh,
0: I think it's awesome, Pat, and I'm, I, I, I just think uh, I, anybody that's listening, if you need a writer, comedian, Pat Brown should be in all shows, all <laughs> auditions out there, and Thank if you, I was bro. directing a show, I'd have you in it, and uh, we need you to get you a Netflix show so I can be your goofy uh, weed dealer. And,
1: uh, I'm working on that right now, actually. I am working on something. I wrote a pilot during this, uh, the pandemic, so.
0: You're focused, Pat. I love it. And I yeah, you should get Because
1: I don't drink.
0: You don't drink. <laughs> <You're talking laughs> and I, get, I some I, I'm, not, I'm not hitting on you right now. I'm just saying you look great. You look thank great. You. Yeah, you've always been a beautiful energy to me. And I think I'm just. Oh, thank you, Rob. That. I
1: feel the same. Uh, about you.
0: Thank you, Pat. Uh, have a great day. And,
1: wanna- and I am hitting on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your wife, her too. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's fix let's it up. I need it. Yeah, yeah, Pat. I'll, I'll put it right into it. You're beautiful. Uh. uh but, uh, yeah, I'm, I got to get some more collagen for my knees. If we're going-
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: collagen, I don't want to throw my knees at that age. You know, <laughs> go ahead. It's something to throw out. I, 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 I hit it very softly these days. I don't want to throw anything. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. Uh,
0: sorry. Man. Uh, but, Pat, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing the Cannabis Coffee Hour podcast.
1: It was my pleasure, Rob. I love you, too. All Keep right. it up. You, too. And right,
0: I can't right. wait to see you after this bullshit is done. COVID.
1: For real. Yeah,
0: promises. promises We'll
1: meet up. we'll meet up for coffee.
0: Yeah, we'll get some coffee. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> I want to come out. You're
0: still in Harlem, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I need to, and I'm in Brooklyn. Come down here or come to Harlem. We got it locked. Go okay. Cool. I,
1: will, I would love to. I, I don't get down to Brooklyn as uh, I don't have a reason to go to, to Brooklyn as much. So I would love to.
0: Now you do. Yeah. Come yeah. out that you know what just opened. Last year, it's dope. Is the grill? It's a Jamaican restaurant down here on Fifth Negril.
1: Avenue. Real, it sounds great. <laughs> it
0: is fucking amazing, and it's high end Jamaican. Like, I mean, it's the real deal. They got they got Blue Mountain coffee. They got jerk chicken, and it's black owned. It's Jamaican owned. And uh, shout out to the grill. I don't get to go. It, it, I don't get to go there enough because of this, but it's right down the street. So we go get lunch over there. Mark can come through. I've seen Mark. Around. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: nice. Oh, you guys are the,
0: close to the same area. Close in the same area, totally. Nice, like nice. he's stopped by a couple times that I've seen him. He'll bring. him. You know, I, I try to keep tabs on Mark. He's the guy I look up to. Like that guy's yeah. got life together. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I love Mark. He's just good energy.
0: Yeah, awesome energy, the best.
1: Yeah. All right, man.
0: All right, that's it. Thank Thank you.